From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Welcome once again to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Fear to Fear. The text is Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 8. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. Whenever fear comes in and makes us falter, we are in danger of falling into sin. Conceit is to be dreaded, but so is cowardice. Dare to be a Daniel. Our great captain should be served by brave soldiers. What a reason for bravery is here. God is with those who are with him. God will never be away when the hour of struggle comes. Do they threaten you? Who are you that you should be afraid of a man that shall die? Will you lose your situation? Your God whom you serve will find bread and water for his servants. Can you not trust him? Do they pour ridicule upon you? Will this break your bones or your heart? Bear it for Christ's sake, and even rejoice because of it. God is with the true, the just, the holy, to deliver them, and he will deliver you. Remember how Daniel came out of the lion's den, and the three holy children out of the furnace. Yours is not so desperate a case as theirs, but if it were... The Lord would bear you through and make you more than a conqueror. Fear to fear. Be afraid to be afraid. Your worst enemy is within your own bosom. Get to your knees and cry for help, and then rise up, saying, I will trust and not be afraid.
If your Bible reading is usually in the authorized or King James Version, you have probably encountered words that are quite unfamiliar. Because the authorized version was translated in the 17th century, some of its words are no longer in use or perhaps have a different meaning now. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer a booklet containing many of those archaic terms and their meaning in modern-day speech. In addition, the booklet contains a Bible reading plan that will help you to read the whole Bible through in two years, as well as the Psalms and the New Testament twice. To obtain your copy of A Bible Word List free of charge, simply email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you wish, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of A Bible Word List, and we'll be happy to provide it. On today's edition of Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns will commence a message entitled The Spirit of Revival, part of this series on the person and work of the Holy Spirit. God has promised the presence and power of the Holy Spirit to the Church of Jesus Christ. Yet there are times when these blessings seem to be absent from the Church's experience. In the course of this message, Dr. Cairns explains from Scripture why this happens and what to do about it. The first thing we'll see is that seasons of declension in the church are never because of any failure on God's part. Now Dr. Cairns brings the opening portion of this message, the spirit of revival. Our Bible reading is very brief this morning. I want to basically to read two texts of Scripture. 
The book of Isaiah, chapter 32. We'll read verses 13 to 15. And then the prophecy of Micah in chapter 2 and verse 7. Isaiah chapter 32, reading the three verses 13 to 15, and then Micah chapter 2 and verse 7. We start in Isaiah 32. Upon the land of my people shall come up thorns and briars, yea, upon all the houses of joy in the joyous city, because the palaces shall be forsaken. The multitude of the city shall be left. The forts and towers shall be for dens forever. A joy of wild asses, a pasture of flocks. Until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high, and the wilderness be a fruitful field, and the fruitful field be counted for a forest. Then Micah 2 and verse 7. O thou that art named the house of Jacob, is the Spirit of the Lord straitened? Are these his doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly? We have it on divine authority that there will be times of refreshing and times of regression in the work of God. The Apostle Paul admonished Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and 2 that he would be instant or urgent in season and out of season. We could put that very colloquially in good times and in bad or hard times. Now this is a perplexity for us. Given the truth of the fact that the gospel is the power of God, given the truth of the fact that the Spirit of God is promised to the church of God, how come that the church of God so often does not enjoy the fullness of the blessing? and the fullness of the power and the mighty outpourings of the Spirit of God that so effectively quell the onrush of the devil and establish truth in the land. Again the question arises, if it be that the church hits a period of declension, how can she get back into blessing? These questions raise for us the issue, the vital issue of revival. We have read two texts of scripture this morning, each of which has much to say on the subject of revival, and each of which treats the subject of revival in close connection with the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And so as we continue in our studies in the person and work of the Holy Spirit, I want us today to fasten our attention on these verses of Scripture and to think upon the spirit of revival. 
Now I want to be as simple and clear as I can possibly be. There are four very plain observations that we can make from the text of Scripture before us. First and foremost, seasons of declension in the church of God are never because of any failure on the part of the Spirit of God. Micah 2 and verse 7 is a scathing indictment of God's professing people. O thou that art named the house of Jacob, is the Spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these his doings? This strong denunciation should be noted. It's very, very like the words of the risen Christ to the church in Sardis, where he said, Thou hast a name that thou livest and art dead. Here he comes to these people and he says, Thou that art named the house of Jacob. What a prestigious name. What a tremendous profession is in that name. Here is a people standing forth in the world as God's chosen people, God's redeemed people, God's covenant people, God's specially blessed people. They are named with the name of the house of Jacob. And yet, though they have that name, they are far from enjoying the privileges that are in the name. Far from enjoying all the fullness that God promised, say in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and in Deuteronomy chapter 11, for the house of Jacob as they moved into the promised land. These people were languishing and there was a time of national, spiritual backsliding and declension. And as they looked at the awful state of their land, they would have blamed their God. They would have led the onus for the situation on the lack of movement by the Spirit of God. There were other occasions when the house of Israel did the same thing. In other words, at one time, and Ezekiel takes them up on this, at one time uh, they lamented our fathers sinned. We're bearing the consequences. Or to use the language of Scripture, our fathers ate sour grapes, and their children's teeth are set in edge. In other words, they were blaming God for what He was doing in their generation. They were saying things are not good today because of the lack of activity and powerful moving on the part of the Spirit of God. They obviously were saying, these are the Lord's doings. Obviously that was their complaint. Now, we may also be guilty of the very same sin. In fact, I find that it's a very common sin. We may be guilty of this sin by lamenting the awful spiritual condition that we find prevailing around us today without a bitter confession of our own responsibility for it. On every hand there are people 
who are lamenting the fewness of conversions, real conversions, that we find today. The shallowness of the work that appears to be going on in most churches. So many people are lamenting the wicked state of the world and the wicked state of the nation. And they are lamenting the powerlessness of the church of Christ and the preaching of the gospel to do anything about it. But, with all those lamentations, there is usually very little confession of sin and very little brokenness and shedding of tears before the throne of God. The question of the text stands, is the Spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these His doings? In other words, the answer to the situation lies a lot closer home. We, sad to say, have an awful lot of the sardest sickness in our day. The name to live, but dead. How many are called Presbyterians? And they luxuriate in that name has a great history, but they have none of the life of the men who were willing to burn to death for the gospel of Jesus Christ. They have none of the fire that set the world ablaze with the power of evangelism. There are others and they love the name Baptist. But where are the Spurgeons? Where are the Bunyans? Where are the teachers? Where are the great Baptists who knew what it was to trap the land, preaching Christ and winning souls, going through with God in prayer? We have a name that we live. And we take such pride in names. Worst of all, we can say that we have the name of Jesus Christ. We walk in a world of sin, and we dare to be known by the name of the Son of God. And yet there is little likeness to Christ, little love for Christ, little of the mighty enjoyment of Christ, little being taken up with the Lord. A name to live. And all the time we're dead. You think of the prayerlessness that afflicts the church of Christ today. And let this question burn into our hearts. Is this the Lord's doing? You look at the carelessness about the souls of men. The carelessness even about the souls of your own offspring. The carelessness about the whole condition of this nation today that prevails among God's people. You think of the worldliness that has infested the church of Jesus Christ. You think of the materialism that has blighted and blasted the people of God. And then ask the question, is this His doing or is it our doing? powerlessness of the church of Jesus Christ may not under any conditions be led at the door of the blessed Spirit of God. Rather the blame lies 
upon a carnally minded people called by the name of the Lord but without a heart to go along with their calling prophet Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 sums it all up he says the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot see his ear is not heavy that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated between you and your God your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear you that's the real trouble in the church today oh it's true the Lord can send revival despite all the coldness and deadness of his professing people but the matter of fact is that the Lord usually visits a people who are prepared by grace and are going on with God with hearts that are deeply burdened for the blessing of God so one reason for the declension is clear. It may not be led at the door of the Spirit of God. It comes back to the sins of God's people. But there's another reason. For we note this from the text, especially in Isaiah 32, that seasons of declension in the church are directly due to a lack of experience of the fullness of the Holy Ghost. We were reading in the 32nd chapter of Isaiah of the blight that lay upon the land. You know when you look at this spiritually you think you could be describing America today? You could be describing Great Britain or any of the once great centers of gospel preaching. Upon the land there are now coming up thorns and briars. And those are always the mark of the curse of sin. Uh, we read that upon all the houses of joy uh, and in the joyous city, these thorns and briars are coming up. Now you think of that. You think of churches across England. And you'll find many of these in New England as well. So the Atlantic obviously hasn't made any difference to it. But you think of houses that once were filled with weeping souls seeking Christ where once hundreds and thousands gathered under the preaching of the word of God and today they're either boarded up or they're sold off as warehouses or some other or for some other carnal means what's the reason the thorns and the briars are coming up in what were the houses of joy in the joyous cities? The palaces are forsaken. The multitude of the city left. The forts and towers are dens forever. The defenses are gone. The wild animals, as it were, are free to roam. And the reason they will do this until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. Isaiah 32 and 15 is a text of Scripture that should be emphasized in every Christian's Bible it should be much in his heart as he gets before God in prayer it should be a verse that is never far from your mind as you're pleading with God this situation will persist until when until we get a bigger congregation no sir 
until we become a richer congregation, until we can afford to flood the country with radio and television programs about the gospel. No, sir. All those things may indeed be useful to God. But this awful situation will persist until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. Once the Holy Ghost is poured forth, thank God the dirt is dispelled. There's no substitute for an outpouring of God the Holy Spirit. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We're here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. If you wish, you may call us at 1-864-244-2408. That's 1-864-244-2408. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 